You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Carmelina Vicino, and today we have Daniel Mateo joining us. Welcome, Daniel. Hello, Carmelina. It's good to be back. Yes, it's great to have you again in the studio. And how are you going today? Yeah, going pretty well. Yeah, feeling a little bit tired, but it's good mm. weather. We're happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. the sun is just a, such a blessing today. Um, so we're here again for another one of your series of the Facets of Faith. But before we get into it, you want to tell us what's been going on lately? Mm. Yeah, well, I'm pretty impressed with the amount of Christmas stuff in the shops at the moment. Yes. <laughs> I love Christmas. It's my favorite time of year. Mm. And, uh, you know, you get to see family, there's good food or whatever. And my family's Italian and I see panettones everywhere in the shops. <laughs> Those that don't know, uh, that is an Italian type of Christmas cake. It's like a leavened cake. It's more like bread. Yes. And uh, it's absolutely delicious and it's my favorite. It's my yeah. favorite too. Yeah. Yes, I'm also Italian and I love them. Um, there's all sorts of varieties, aren't there? Oh, you get fruit or you get a yes. plain or you can get a chocolate or covered in chocolate. I like to tear off big chunks of it and dip it into like a hot chocolate or something oh. like that. Yeah, it's amazing. It's pure bliss and there's nothing more Christmassy for my, in my family than that. A panettone and a hot drink. It's so good. Yeah. Well, anyway, so yeah, but it's coming up quick, isn't it? It's funny. Uh, I yeah. sometimes think I might be putting on weight because every time I turn around, I must be like a planet because every time I turn around, it's uh, it's, it's Christmas again, you know. Yeah, time so, is just going, 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 and we're just missing out on so much. Very quickly. Yes. Well, anyway, last week you spoke to us um, about the rule regarding the Ten Commandments. Do you want to give us a quick recap on what that was about? Yeah, yeah. We just talked about the fact that really we all need an objective standard by which to live our lives. And, mm. and quite often societies that have tried or even groups of people that have tried to live without any sort of rules, things have quickly broken down. And so yes. God provided for us a, a wonderful list of moral frameworks uh, or a wonderful list of rules that form a moral framework, I should mm. say, uh, called the Ten Commandments. And this really forms a guide for us to, to form our morality and our ethics around. Yeah, that's what it was about. Absolutely. And you can check out if you missed that episode or if you'd like to catch up on previous episodes of Facets of Faith or our other series on Tassie Encounters, you can find those at the Faith FM app or at the Faith FM website. Just go to faithfm.com.au to find those. So what are we talking about this week, Daniel? Well, today our program's entitled The Peace. And we're going to be talking about the peace and rest that God promises, particularly around the fourth commandment. We talked about uh, the Ten Commandments last week, but we hit pause on on the fourth and said we'd talk about it more this week. Mm. And uh, this is what we're talking about, that the peace and the rest that God offers in his presence, particularly through his Sabbath day. Mm. Absolutely. Um, There's something about like... Um, the peace that comes with a good old Sabbath, like you get to have a rest from the week. But I'm looking forward to learning more about that today. Um, before we get started, shall we pray? That'd be great. All right. Heavenly Father, Lord, I want to thank you for this day and for this time we can get together and talk about the peace that you bring us. And Father, I pray that if there's anyone out there listening, that they can be blessed by what we have to share today and experience your peace. Um, be with us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, my wife and I lived up in Cairns for about five years, 
And uh, one of the wonderful things that we used to like to do is every every now and again, even a pastor gets a weekend off. Now, not very oh. not very frequently, <laughs> but every now and again. And when that at the time I was pastoring through, well, I was assistant pastor at two churches. I was pastoring one, and I was the chaplain at our primary school for two days a week. Mm, wow! So I didn't often get a weekend off, but when I did, my wife and I would schedule a getaway. Our um, Kate's parents live up in the Atherton Tableland, so we dropped the kids off with uh, with the grandparents, and we would head up to Port Douglas, and we would stay for a couple of nights at the Sheridan Mirage Hotel. Mm. Now, it, at the time, they were doing some renovation, so we could afford it. Uh, the, the, <laughs> it was a bit cheaper, but it was a massive resort, beautiful big tourist resort, and around all of the accommodation was this pool, like... The pool, you had like those bridges and pathways all around the resort, mm. and uh, but the pool was everywhere. It was around all the rooms, around all the buildings. You sort of roll out of bed and you walk out and you had a little, maybe a little patio area and you could jump from that straight into the pool. Wow. Like it was big lagoon all around the place. Yeah, what so, a great, what a great resort. Oh, it was so awesome. And so we'd sort of sit there in the sun next to the water and with no stress and it, when i think of peace and rest i think about being um at that resort with my wife mm. and uh just having those weekend getaways and just having that rest you know just having the peace of knowing that you've got nothing better to do but that to relax in that moment and uh, i don't know i love that you yeah. know and I, I feel like particularly when we get into the busyness of life and we get into the stress of life that a lot of us do have a heart longing for mm. rest and for peace and uh, yeah, I know. That, I believe that Jesus wants us to know that peace in our in the regular rhythm of our weekly lives. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Um, we have a question for everyone listening today. When is a time in your life where you have felt totally at peace and rest? I'm trying to think of one for myself. I think one thing I used to do when I was at university, I used to take myself on a on a little bit of a drive. Um, if I had, sometimes I'd have a free weekend as well because <laughs> I was often involved with church um, and um, running a few programs. But if I had a free weekend or a free Sabbath, I would take the day and I would take a drive up to Greens Beach and I'll bring a little, you know, a little collection of snacks. I'll go for a swim, which for some people um, who aren't from Tasmania might think that's a little crazy because I would even do this in the dead of winter. Yeah, um, wow, that is crazy. I used to find it very revitalizing. but oh, it was... I can't even swim in the middle of summer down here. <laughs> but I, I used to do that and um, that used to be my time where I would go and simply be at a beach um, being raised in Hobart next to the water, being in Launceston was quite hard because you're very inland. Um, but, yeah, I would go up to the beach and I would just, yeah, take myself for a swim and just sit there and have nothing else to do, just enjoy that time. And I really miss those days. I haven't done that in a long time, but I think that's when I can say um, I really experienced total peace and rest. It was mm. a really fun, fun thing to do. Um, what about you? <laughs> well, you know, I think a lot, of, a lot of people come here to Tasmania looking for that feeling. Mm. You know, there's a lot of walks and hikes around here. Oh, yes. I've got a friend, Rose, who came here a few months ago and went up all around Cradle Mountain and everything. And wow. Yeah. So I think sometimes the going out into the into the bush, going out into the wilderness gives you a, a sense of that. Mm. Being in God's creation gives you a sense of, of peace and rest. And I think it harks all the way back to our first parents. You know, when, mm. when God created the world, he didn't create us to have a lot of stress. Now, he created us with things to do. Yes. And work to do, mm. actually, but but not with the stress. Uh, 
I think that stress arises from fear and it arises yeah. from busyness. Yeah. Like what we should be doing. Yeah, that's right. Like if we're not doing it, why aren't you doing it? Yeah, you have a verse here for us that I, I'm wondering if you don't mind if I could read. It's yeah, John yeah, chapter sure. 14, verse 27. Yeah. And it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. <laughs> so, yeah. Easier said than done, <laughs> Absolutely. Jesus. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love like, that. <laughs> you know, like, this, this is what we say. We argue with God sometimes, yes, don't we? You we know, do. and yeah. God makes these promises and He says, Look, you don't even have to be scared. I'm with you. Mm. And, and we say, oh, Yeah, well, that's easy for you to say. <laughs> we have to remember who's saying this Jesus yeah. of Nazareth. The one that went through a pretty tough childhood, you know. Yeah, that. Growing up in a, in a difficult area and uh, has not, by the time he's saying this, has not had a permanent place to live for about three years mm. and uh, has been the subject of persecution and privation, hardship. And he says, my peace, I leave with you. Mm. My peace I give to you. I don't give to you as the world gives. I, I believe that there is a peace that the world offers, and it, it looks something like this. Mm. Time plus money yes. equals happiness. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let, let me go back and say that again. Time equals money. Money equals stuff, and stuff equals happiness, something yeah. like that. It kind of reminds me of if you ever go on Instagram. And you see all the travel vlogs and yeah, like right. the people sharing about what they're doing. And, you know, here's another product that they want to promote. And um, I guess this depends on our audience and who's listening, who's experienced um, what the impact of Instagram is like. But yeah, that's what it reminds me of. You know, if you haven't, they have so much finance things and advice they give. And it's like, if you haven't made it to this position at this moment, then you can't experience financial freedom and, mm. you know, Isn't all the luxuries of world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do they say freedom? Is it real freedom? Like, <laughs> oh, there's so much involved and it, it can make you feel like, oh, what I'm doing is not enough. How, how can I achieve that level of rest? Mm. Um, yeah. Well, I, I actually, I got an interesting experience in this area and in that mm. uh, my, where, where I did my high school, my, um, my my parents kind of moved into a little bit of a wealthier area. So when mm. I was when I was in doing my senior high school, all of my friends were quite wealthy. Mm. And what was, what amazed me is that their families were all miserable. Oh. So they had yes. a whole bunch of they'd invested all of their time into getting a whole bunch of money. Mm. With that money, they bought a whole bunch of stuff, all the latest gear. Yeah. My, in fact, my my friend's dad even had a DVD player. What? Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> No, <laughs> this is in the nineties, and uh, anyway, and um, and then and then, well, that's supposed to equal happiness, but mm. I could see that it, that didn't work. So no. there must be something else. When Jesus said, "I give you peace, but not as the world gives," there yes. must be something higher that He's offering, right? Absolutely, something else to do with our time. Mm. Oh, well, we will be there. We will surely uh, speak more about that after our break. So just to remind you all, when is a time in your life where you felt totally at peace and rest? We would love to hear from you. Text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. This first song is "Find Rest" by Caroline Cobb and Taylor Leanhart. Are you weary? Are you weary? Are you tired beneath your heavy load? Are you weighed out and at last confessed? You cannot carry 
this burden on your own. Find rest. Find rest for your soul. I'll walk beside you. Encounters on Faith FM, and we are talking with Daniel Mateo on the topic of the peace. 
Before the break, we gave you a listener question, which was, when is a time in your life that you have felt totally at peace and at rest? Text us your answer at 0488880891. Now, Daniel, before the break, we have been talking about um, the peace that the world offers and this picture of what um, we're meant to be at to in order to find rest, I guess, in this world. And we were comparing it kind of to what, what it is um, the peace God offers, I guess, mm. is what we can say. Um, so we've got a few verses. Shall we dive in? Or? Yeah, well, <laughs> just, just before we do that, yeah, the funny thing is about, um, you know, the, law, the, the world says that if you want peace, you want freedom, you, what you really need is, is money and stuff and everything, yeah. and that's where you should draw that from. The problem is you never ever get there. Mm. There's always someone with more. There's always something higher to gain. Absolutely. Whereas what if instead of investing our time into money, into stuff, in that equaling happiness, mm. what if we invested our time into God? So we're going to read Genesis chapter 2, verse 1 to 3, because mm. I believe that's exactly what God's asking us to do. Absolutely. And we are reading from the New International Version. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. But the seventh day God had finished the work he had been doing. So uh, by the seventh day, sorry, um, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Yeah. So beautiful uh, example that God mm. gives you. First of all, he doesn't say not to work. He himself works. Yes. And uh, I, I believe that God... Uh, an omnipotent God is capable of creating a universe in a moment. He doesn't need to take six days to do it, but he mm. he, he exemplifies to us the way that we're supposed to live our lives. He for, he, he works as a model, mm. and that is it. You know, we are supposed to have purpose. We are supposed to do something. We are supposed to occupy ourselves. He created us for that six days, and then on the seventh day he rests. And mm. by the way, the last thing that he does on that sixth day, and think about this: the very last thing that he creates. On that sixth day is us. Yeah. Man. Mm. So how many days did Adam have to work before he had the privilege of resting with God on that first Sabbath? He didn't work any. He didn't. Unless it, it depends what time of the day was he created. <laughs> was it in the morning or the afternoon? <laughs> well, let's look at it from a theological yeah, perspective. Theologically, absolutely. And, and that is that he's created... On that sixth day, yeah, you're right, yeah. he probably named a few animals, he got married, and then <laughs> he rested in God's presence. Oh, this yeah. Look, this really does teach us something about the gospel. Absolutely. Because um, in Exodus 20, and it's in verse 1 and 2, mm. um, at the beginning of the Ten Commandments, it says, I am the Lord your God that brought you out of Egypt, right? I did the work. I brought you out, and now I want you to keep my commandments. Mm. God creates the God creates humanity, and then He says, "I want to rest in Your presence." And then when He finishes, they finish that day together, resting, getting to know one another, investing in their relationship together, walking with one another. Then Adam is invited to to stand up and to begin his work. Mm. Now, just like that, God calls the Egyptian the the Israelites out of Egypt, and mm. He says, "I rescued you from Egypt." Therefore, here's how I want you to live, and he gives them the Ten Commandments. You know what? In Ephesians chapter 2, and verse 8 to 10, it says, By grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, 
not of works, lest any man should boast. Mm. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works that God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Mm. And God desires to be with us first Mm. before anything that we do, not because we've earned it, not because we've done good things, not because we put a lot of money in church, but purely because we are his creature. He longs to be with us and to have a relationship with us and communicate with us. And after we've spent that time, then he empowers us Mm. by his presence to go on and do that which he's prepared for us to do. Would you like to read, please, um, Exodus chapter 20, verse 8 to 11? Because it sort of um, shows us how we can rest in his presence in this way. For sure. And it says, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, or your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Mm. What, what if this is a real God? You know, what if this is a real God that wants us to be in harmony and in, in relationship with him mm. as in following the example that he set for us at creation? And the whole our whole society tells me, you know what, I'm saved by my works. Well, mm. let's say the you know religion says I'm saved by my works. I'm saved by what I do. I'm yes. saved by being a good person. Society says I'm saved by my work. Mm. I have to save myself by going and working hard and yes. earning lots of money. And that's how I save myself. And you know what? It doesn't matter how many good things I do. I can't earn Mm. God's presence. No matter how much money I earn, I can't earn God's presence. I can't earn that fulfillment that comes with being in God's presence. Mm. What if God offers that to me for free? And he says, listen, I just want to be with you. Mm. I just want you to invest time in being with me. And that is going to give you true happiness. That's going to give you true fulfillment. That is going to give you true peace. When you're worried about the whole world bearing down on you, when you're worried about how you're going to feed your family or pay your bills or whatever it is, rest with me. I want to save you by grace, not by your work and not by your works. It really does contradict the way society's been built. Totally upside down. Absolutely upside down because... Um yeah, like we were talking about with Instagram and all that, it's 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 always these um, advice that are saying if you make the right decisions, if you um, invest in the correct things this way and that way, and um, all that, you will find the rest that you need. But like with God, it's it's free and it's so unheard of. Like you don't have to work hard, you don't have to do anything. It's all about letting go. And I guess that in itself can also be considered working hard because. Some of us, like myself, are a bit of control freaks, and <laughs> we like to control situations. And well, this is freedom from like control. That. You it have to, re- you have to freedom. release this. Absolutely. So that's the blessing that comes with um, finding rest in God, I guess. Um, well, think about this. You've been a uni student for yes. a significant portion of your life. Too right? long. Too long. <laughs> okay. So you've got an exam coming up, right? Yeah. And uh, and the Sabbath draws on. Yes. Right? And everything in you and every, everyone around you says you need to spend that time studying your guts and your mind and, and everything and filling up your brain with all of this information. 
Otherwise, yeah. you're not going to be able to save yourself. I've definitely been in that position where I'm. One year I was doing an overload, so five units instead of four, and um, I found myself on the Sabbath coming back from church. I was back in my room, and there was my um, textbooks, textbooks on my desk waiting for me that I had set out, um, left there on the Friday, and I was looking at it, and I was like, okay. What do I do? I was panicking because I was like, do I, do I, you know, do I keep the Sabbath or what do I do? So I took myself for a walk. <laughs> I actively removed myself from the situation, but it was, it was tough. And I, and I do understand the pressure that comes with, um, you know, that, that, you know, comes with the guilt that you feel that I should be doing this or what you should be doing is studying right now, but you, you don't want to because you want to honor God as well. So it's, it's, it's hard. Well, if it's a real God yeah. that actually cares about you, then what if he's going to help you to do better at the exam if you rest in his presence than you would have if you spent the whole time studying? Absolutely. And right. I 100% believe that's how I got through. Like really sticking to that schedule um, really helped me. Well, so, of course we have to plan in advance. And, yeah. Yeah, it's good to do that study ahead and get your assignments done and so forth. But, mm. but you know, sometimes we get in a situation where there's just nothing else we can do. And, yeah. you know, uh, quite often people are put in situations like that with their employment. Yes. You know, you won't be able to look after yourself unless you do this. But you know what? I'm going to be faithful to God. And we find 100% of the time, if we are faithful to God, mm. he is faithful to us. He provides for us. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, that's the case over and over again. We have another verse here, but we might get to it after the break. That sounds good. Absolutely. Before we do go to the next break, just to remind you of our listener question, when is a time in your life that you have felt totally at peace and rest? Text us in on 048-880-891. We would love to hear from you. Also, we have our free book offer on for today, Hidden Sabbath Truths, and this is written by Stephen Bohr. Be sure to hang around to hear that. Right now, this is Come to Me by Candace Bergen. Child, come to me. I have open arms. I am always here for you. Your journey's dark and hard I can see beyond your pain I can see what's in your heart So if you're tired of struggling alone Just let me in your heart Hearted, I can make the blind see. I can turn you into that person you were always meant to be. I can undo your arms, I can set the captive free.
program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and today we have Daniel on his series Facets of Faith and we've been talking about the peace. Now Daniel before the break we're talking about the peace that was promised in the Ten Commandments regarding the Sabbath and I believe in our next verse we're going to talk about is also to do with the Sabbath with Ezekiel. It is yeah can you read Ezekiel chapter 20 verse 12 first please? Absolutely. Also, I gave them my Sabbath as a sign between us, so they would know that I, the Lord, made them holy. Special sign Mm. between two people that have a relationship with one another. You know, there's always people that know one another and knowing each other quite well Mm. and have a relationship often have little signs between the two of them. Yeah. It's often the case, Mm. you know, things that they've had in common or through their friend has arisen through their friendship. Through my wife and I, I, we have this this word, which is much. So when we say much to each other, we Mm. know in ourselves uh, that we are saying that we love each other very much. Yeah. When we were dating... That's cute. Yeah, you like that. <laughs> when when we were late, dating, we uh, we got in the habit of saying much love to each other as a way of saying I love you very much. Mm. And then, anyway, when uh, we were getting ready to be married, you know, we're in the morning of the wedding and I knew my wife, so, well, I knew my fiancé, I knew that she was going to be nervous that maybe I was having second thoughts and that uh, maybe I wouldn't turn up or something like that. I knew that she would be worried about that. And uh, she didn't have a phone on her. She was going through all the processes that, that women have to go through on the morning Getting of a wedding. Getting ready. Been, been there. Helped, uh, yeah. helped out a lot. <laughs> a lot of hair and makeup. Things. Yes. So Long I sent, process. I sent her a t- sister a text message uh, to pass on to her. I said, please tell Kate much. 
And uh, Re- Rebecca, that's my sister-in-law, she got angry. She said, I don't even know what he's talking about. It doesn't even make any sense. But Kate knew what I meant. You know? And sometimes there's a special sign between two people in a relationship. And God makes it clear that this Sabbath time, this special time invested in relationship with God for a believer, a scriptural believer, these mm-hmm. 24 hours, this seventh day, uh, invested in relationship with God is a special sign. Uh, nobody else does this. Who else would, would take a day out of their lives that, that they would separate from the, the earning and the and you know pursuit of, uh, mm. of finances, the pursuit of uh, you know whatever it is that they think it is that would bring them peace and focus on their spirituality? Mm. It's, uh, it's a bizarre thing, and yet it's present throughout the Scripture, a special sign. Mm. Yeah. Well, what about when we get to Jesus? What did Jesus do as it pertained to this this thing? Because obviously Jesus is our example as yes. believers. You know, he was a he was he's the one that we follow. What mm. did he do as it pertained to Sabbath? Can you read for me, please, Luke chapter four, verse sixteen? Absolutely. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as as was his custom, he stood up and read. Hmm. Stood up to read, sorry. So, yeah, we've got a, we've got a situation. We get a little bit of insight into Jesus' mm. life here from Luke. Uh, he's, he goes to his hometown, and as usual, as is his custom, is what the text says. Custom mm. means something that you do on the regs, you might yes. say. Uh, he says he goes to the synagogue. Now, the synagogue is a, was a Jewish version of a church called Congregational Group. That's where they, they met together to worship with other believers. Mm. And he stood up to read the scripture. And that's what he did. That was his custom. He did that every Sabbath. And, uh, you know, obviously today uh, there's, uh, you know, the majority of, um, of, of Christians sort of keep a different Sabbath to the to the Jews, whereas we as Seventh-day Adventists, we keep the same Sabbath. Mm. And uh and I, I would say, you know, if anyone wonders, well, you know, is, well, which is the right day? I would always encourage people, just mm. do what Jesus did. You can't go wrong with that, right? No, no. You know, if you, if, 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 at least if you're wrong, you know, you, you get to judgment day and God says, oh, why did you do that? That was wrong. You say, look, I just did what Jesus did. Yeah, you know, I copied I, your son. Yeah, <laughs> you can't go wrong, right? So, Don't you look know, at me. <laughs> yeah, but just in case there's any confusion, that you know, the scripture actually makes it super clear which, yeah. which day, you know, it is. Can you please mm. read? Matthew 27, verse 62, and and also chapter 28, verse 1. Would that be okay? Yeah, that's fine. The next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Okay, stop right there. So first of all, we're talking about the crucifixion of Jesus, Mm. and it says that uh, the day after preparation day, the the day after Jesus was killed, it says that Jesus was killed on preparation day. Mm -hmm. Now, the Jews had um, an interesting word uh, for the... For the for the day which we now know, know as Sunday, and they called it first day. Oh. Monday they called second day. Tuesday they called third day. Have a guess what you think uh, Wednesday was. Um, after nah, fourth day. Yeah, there you go. There <laughs> I you was go. trying to say something clever. Thurs- but... <laughs> Thursday. What do you think? Thursday, fifth day. Yep. And what do you think Friday was called? Um, well, I'm guessing from that preparation. It was day. called pre- well done. Most people say sixth day, sixth no, day. No, but, uh, but it wasn't. No, it was called preparation. Day. Why? They, why is it called preparation day? Because they're mm. getting ready for the seventh day. Yes. Yeah. So Friday they they would get ready. So preparation day was the day that Jesus was killed. Yeah. And it says the day after the preparation, the Pharisees went and saw Pilate because they were trying to uh, get the um, get things uh, sealed up at the tomb, so mm. that they were afraid that the disciples might try and steal Jesus' body. Yes. So that. Tells Tells us clearly. That's what we understand today as Christians. It's Good Friday. You know, we have Easter. Yes. 
Good Friday's the day Jesus died. Yeah. And then he's in the tomb over um, over Easter Saturday. And then we find out in chapter 28 and verse 1. Can you read that? Absolutely. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. Okie doke. And so this was Easter Sunday. Yes. What we understand as Easter Sunday, the Bible identifies as it being the first day of the week. Yes. And it says it was after the Sabbath. After the Sabbath. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's the, that's the, and we, we do that today. That's um, mm. Easter Sunday. All right. Well, it gets a little bit confusing for us these days because if you open your, <clears throat> most of us open our phones and look at the uh, calendar. Mm. The first day of the week is listed as Monday, yeah. and the seventh day of the week is listed as Sunday. And there yeah. is a new um, arrangement of the calendar. Yes. Um, I suppose that I think it's called ISO seven six five one or something like that. Oh. Anyway, it's a it's a different way of arranging the calendar, but it hasn't actually changed the dates or it's just changed the order of the days of the week. Like the positioning. Yeah, the yeah. positioning, and the reason is that most people start their working week on Monday, and so they've done it that way. But it makes it confusing for people sometimes. Mm. But if we go back through his history historically, Sunday's always been the first day of the week. Saturday's always been the seventh, which the Bible calls the Sabbath. Mm. Yeah, so that makes it clear. And you know what the wonderful thing is? That right here in this chapter, in these verses, we can see that Jesus even kept the Sabbath in death. Mm. You ever noticed that before? Yes, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think maybe not, not fully, mm. but I think it's something I recognize. Well, he completes his work for, of salvation for us by dying on the cross. Yeah. He rests over the Sabbath. And very early on the first day of the week, he rises from the grave to begin his work of drawing all men to himself mm. through the Holy Spirit, you know, and... Uh, and to begin his resurrection work. Mm. And so that is a wonderful example for us, you know. But what about even after Jesus' resurrection? Perhaps mm. it is that the Sabbath's finished then. Can you read for me, please, Acts chapter 18, verse 4? Absolutely. And we're talking about the ministry of Paul here. Mm. Every Sabbath he reasoned in the synagogue, trying to persuade Jews and Greeks. Mm. Yeah, so we can see there in the ministry of Paul that he was active in, in worshipping on the Sabbath also, not just yeah. with Jewish people, but also with Gentiles as yes. well. And some people say that the Sabbath was only for the Jews. But this special relationship between God and his people that was there before sin in Eden, that was there throughout the Old Testament period, including in the mm. Israelites in the desert and all of that, and this great Sabbath truth, this idea of resting in peace and harmony with God that Jesus did throughout his lifetime and that he taught and that he even kept in his death and resurrection, that he goes on, um, that this continues on through the early church and these early Christians were active in, in sharing on the Sabbath and in worshipping on the Sabbath, resting in God's presence through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. It's amazing, amazing truth. It, it makes me wonder, you know, that um, why it is that, uh, that so many people are uh, not feeling that this is something we have to worry about as believers today. Mm. Especially with it being a symbol of, you know, the love and the relationship between us and God. Like, it's, it's sad that it's become so forgotten over time and accepted that, you know, it can just be so blasé and changed at any time. So, Well, I'm, I'm yeah. of the opinion that God doesn't make stupid rules. Yeah. I don't know about you. You know, every, every, every law that, even when we don't understand it initially, God doesn't make rules for stupid reasons. And yes. When I was a kid, I had a little wind-up thing, a little uh, clockwork toy. Mm. You wound it up about six times and uh, you could let it go and it'd go off and it'd do its little, you know, thing. But if you wound it up any more than six times, it'd kind of click over and then you'd muck around with the mechanism. If you did it too many mm. times, you could break it. Um, I think that God's created us like that. 
But we are supposed to work for six days, just as he did in creation, and then we're supposed to rest. And it's for our best good, actually, Mm. Yeah, for us to have that time aside from our normal vocation. Yeah, and I think it's also been spoken about amongst um, some psychiatrists and psychologists regarding mental health as well, that, you know, our bodies and our mind need that rest um, once a week, at least. And I think it's something that's definitely been discussed over time, even in the medical field, which is quite interesting. Um, We need to go to a break, but before we do, we have our book offer for today, Hidden Sabbath Truths by Stephen Bohr. Popular Bible teacher Pastor Stephen Bohr re-examines the Sabbath day in a brand new light, bringing a fresh, exhilarating and biblical perspective that will reignite your passion for God's holy day. It's also a powerful sharing tool that connects the Sabbath with Christ's work of redemption and to the creation of the new heavens and new earths, drawing other believers in a way that will fascinate and convict them of this vital Bible truth. The code is after the break, but right now this is My Redeemer is Faithful and True by Stephen Curtis Chapman. As I look back on this road I've traveled I see so many times He carried me through If there's one thing that I've learned In my life My Redeemer is faithful and My Redeemer is faithful and true Everything He has said He will And every morning His mercies are new My Redeemer is faithful My heart rejoices when I read the promise There is a place that I'm preparing for you I know someday I'll see my Lord face to face Cause my Redeemer is faithful and My Redeemer is faithful and true Everything He has said He will do And every morning His mercies are new My Redeemer is faithful and And in every situation He has proved His love for me When I lack the understanding He gives more grace to me My Redeemer 
is faithful and true. Everything He has said, He will do. And every morning, His mercies are new. My Redeemer is faithful. My Redeemer is faithful and true. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and we are talking with Daniel Mateo on the topic of the peace. Before we finish up our program, as promised, we have our book offer today, and the code for that is FACET13, F-A-C-E-T, and the number 1310, no spaces. Text that in to 488 to claim your copy of Hidden Sabbath Truths. That code is FACET13, F-A-C-E-T-1-3, no spaces. Text that in to 0488880891. So, Daniel, we've been talking about the peace that comes with resting on the Sabbath and the example Jesus gives us with Sabbath rest and how he would regularly go to the synagogue, he would preach um, every Sabbath, and we have that example to follow. And we also have... um, the example Paul gives us in Acts and how he would try and, you know, reason with everyone at the synagogue as well. So in this regarding to Sabbath and rest, um, how are we finishing up this topic today? Mm. Well, think about the fact that Jesus so longs to be with his people. Mm. He so longs to have relationship with them. And relationships really are made in time. Yes. They are. You know, if uh, if I said that I was your friend, but I never ever made any time to talk to you, you'd really wonder about that, right? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> are we friends? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. But um, so so God really does want us to invest time into our personal connection to to Him, and I believe it was uh, Augustine that said it ba- best that you know we, He has created us for Himself, and the restless heart will wander until mm. it finds rest in Him. Yes, and so we we are longing for that fulfillment that that time with him that peace so god rests with his people in creation that Mm. first sabbath in genesis uh, 2 he rests with his people at sinai when he hands down the ten commandments Mm. he rests with his people there Uh, he rests with his people in the life and ministry and death and resurrection of jesus as jesus fellowshiped on the sabbath and he did that by example and then he kept the sabbath in his death for us his his crucifixion and resurrection he honors the sabbath and death and then throughout the life of the church god's people uh fellowshipping with him on the sabbath we see that throughout the book of acts Mm. and and the new testament epistles and then we get to the culmination of God's plan. And we're going to read Isaiah chapter 66, verse 22 to 23. Mm. Would you Um, like to read that for me, please? For sure. As the new heavens and the new earths that I will, that I make will endure before me, declares the Lord. So will your name and descendants endure from one new moon to another. And from one Sabbath to another, all mankind will come and bow down before me, says the Lord. Okay. So now, 
This um, this is a prediction here. It's not directly talking about heaven. Mm. It's uh, it's a prophecy that uh, that Isaiah is giving about a, a you know it's a local prediction. Having said that, John, uh, when he wrote the book of Revelation, he drew heavily on these uh, on these words and he used them to speak about heaven. And uh, and what does this tell us about heaven? Mm. Well, Sabbath is associated with heaven here. There's a worship service going on with heaven here and gone in, going on in heaven here. Mm. And, you know, I love to, to worship. I love to go to church. I love to be with other believers. What is, is it going to be like in heaven? Yes. From one new moon to another, that's every month. From one Sabbath day to another, that's every week. All mankind will come and bow down before me, says the Lord. And I wonder, you know, we'll be wandering around in the fields in heaven, you know, catching up with our love, lost loved ones and mm-hmm. speaking to great people in history that, that we, you know, have wondered about and had questions of. And all of a sudden we hear the angels sing. They're sounding a call to worship. So we make our way through the fields, past the trees into the city. And when we get to the city, into the center of the city is the throne room. And we all gather there. Um, billions upon billions of the saved, all of uh, the history of humanity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're just praising him, worshiping him, and he raises his hand, and Jesus himself begins to sing. You know, in the book of Revelation, it, it tells us that there is something called the Song of the Lamb. Oh. You know, and uh, and so Jesus is going to sing about how much he loves us and uh, how much, how he died for us and what that was like and what he means to us. And then Jesus is going to preach to us. You know, I like to hear you sing and I like to <laughs> preach, but uh, I'm looking forward to stepping aside, you know, uh, mm. in worship in heaven uh, yeah. to be there for Jesus. And when I hear that, I know that I'm going to cast my crown at his feet and worship only him. What a blessing, you yeah. know, to even keep Sabbath in eternity. I um I just wonder why it is that so many people that can recognize that the scripture says there was Sabbath in creation, there's Sabbath at Sinai, there was Sabbath in the life, death, resurrection of Jesus, there's Sabbath in the early church, mm. there's Sabbath in eternity, and yet we, we don't have to worry about it now. It mm. just doesn't even make any sense. Of course we want to enter into the life and the history of God's people by having this special sign, as yeah. Ezekiel said. Of, uh, of special relationship with him. Um, my friend Elijah came and, and helped me out on a camp a few weeks ago, and he's, you know, uh, sort of not, uh, well, he's a Christian, and, uh, you know, but uh, was not a member of our church, which is fine, no problem. We were so glad to have him along, and uh, wonderful to get to know him, and he's now a great friend. Mm. And uh, anyway, he spent our first weekend together, and uh, there, and when, he, when we had our little uh, camp, and he said, you know what, this is the first time I've ever kept a Sabbath, and it's just wonderful. Oh. He said, it's just really wonderful. And I, I just want to ask, you know, I guess all of us is, what would our life be like if we really stepped away from the stress and the pressure and the mm. things that are burdening us down for just one day per week and we recognize that God is still in control? Mm. I don't need to be in control. God is still in control. He's the one that has control in my life. So I can step away from this pressure that's burdening down my heart and giving me all the stress and anxiety just 24 hours to remind myself that he's in charge. Mm. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus said, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you, do you know what? Ooh. Rest. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say chocolate. No, it's rest. <laughs> All that are labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You know, mm. what a present, what a, what a amazing uh, gift to the 21st century people. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. This is what we want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we still have a few minutes. Mm. So, um, want to tell us what you're going to be talking about next week? I yeah. believe the title is The Gift. 
A gift, that's right. So next week we're going to be discussing a little bit um, about what it means that our whole life belongs to God. Mm. What, do, what does that mean for us? If, if my life belongs to God, my body, uh, my, my home, my family, mm. my car, my, <clears throat> my money, you know, the, the hands that God's, God's given to me to work, if everything that I have and everything I am is from God and mm. belongs to him, what does that mean? And we, we call that stewardship yeah. because what the implications are is that they're created for his service. So it's going to change the way that I look after my health if I recognize that I'm just looking after it for someone else. Mm. It's going to change the way that I, um, that, I look at, that I relate to my family if I recognize that I'm caring for them for, some, for somebody else. Yeah. It's going to change the way I spend my money if I recognize I'm looking after it for someone else. For sure. Oh, well, I look forward to that one. So thank you very much for joining us today, Daniel. Um, so join us next week for that episode of Facets of Faith, The Gift. I'm sure it'll be a great one. Also, join us tomorrow with David Maxwell with another segment of The Living Word the word in the church be sure to join us for that and just to remind you of our um, book offer for today hidden sabbath truths um it's sure it will be a great read and it's always lovely to be reminded of um the blessings of the sabbath and the different things we can do that day be sure to text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one so you can claim your free offer free book um, and that code is FACET13, F-A-C-E-T, and the number 1310, no spaces. Be sure to do that in order to claim that. Thank you for joining us today, Daniel. And this next song is The Peace of God by Scripture Lullabies. And the 
pieces.